Hi, you've called Age. And Mitch. And this is Message on the Machine. Gritty conversations by smooth operators. You know what to do. Bonjour, madames and... Messieurs. I was going to say mademoiselles, so thank you for saving me. Uh-huh. <laughs> that would have been just for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, as if the shoe fits, I suppose. Yeah, I was going to say, probably not wrong there. But uh, welcome back, everyone. Another ep, Message on the Machine. My name is Age. And I'm Mitch. And we're cruising on in this week with a feedback episode. Yeah, your message, our machine. That's it. That's us. Your message being you, the listener. And this kind of explains itself really, doesn't it? The machine being the one that we record into. So it's, you know, pretty self-explanatory. Um, <laughs> but in case you were wondering... Well, you know, we might have a first timer. Yeah, well... If so, welcome. Popping <laughs> the cherry. Yeah. So glad to have you. Michi Nee, how has your week been, my love? My week's been good. I mean, it's been a crazy week in Melbourne, hasn't it? Um, when you think you've got it sorted, mm. think again. Do you know, there's there's not been many times in my life that I thought the CFMEU would be on my mind. <laughs> it's actually been wild. Yeah, I've not been so heavily engaged with the comings and goings of the trade industry association <laughs> union up to this point, but they've made news. Yeah, totally. I feel like, I don't know, like in true COVID fashion, the week has been just like up down mm. up mm. down yeah and yes the rioting and everything that we've seen in melbourne and protesting has been it's been a lot to swallow especially as a melbourneian i'm not gonna lie i'm like you know you know us we're not into politics and we're not going to get into the ins and outs of what's right and wrong about it but i guess just living in a city where something like that is even happening wild it, it like yeah it's it beggars belief it's yeah. bamboozling yeah i've had to go into the city a few days um in the last week and there was... To riot. <laughs> no. To exercise your democratic right to a peaceful protest. Is I that just, what you were doing in there? I popped on my little denim cutoffs. <laughs> a bit of high vis. And my Timberlands. And I just thought, hi, boys. Clacking on into the CBD. <laughs> How are we? Uh, no, I was in the city and I was like not too far away from sort of... I was actually the bottom end. So I was just... It was weird to know that like you know, a couple streets up, there was just like chaos going yeah, on in yeah. the place that you live. And you know what? It is sad to think that regardless of, as we said, not getting into the details, it is sad to know that that kind of behavior is happening in the place that we live. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of who's right and wrong, it's just like, it's shit. You don't really, you know, it's not something that you're proud of really. That's how I feel anyway. A hundred percent. Moving on to some lighter news. Yes. You know, taking years off our life. But lighter news. Yes. Can you explain oh, to the people what I'm this was a, about? This is one of the ups of the yep. week. Not for everyone, though. We've quickly learned. <laughs> but basically, the ever so glam and fan favorite, Dua yep. Lipa, has obviously announced her Australian tour in about 700 years to come. Yes. So, <laughs> so strap in for um, the time that we've grown cities on the moon and future nostalgia is just nostalgia. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I just hope by then you've still got a good back because I'll probably need you to wheel me in. Oh, well, you know, my hips are dicey as is. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll be in trouble. No, but she is coming to the to the land down under, which yeah. is in November 2022. So 
about 14 months away. Mm-hmm. So obviously every gay in the city was very excited and And can I say, brought tickets. I mean, I haven't bought tickets to a show in a while, mm. but I felt like it was a lightning turnaround from announcement to the sales of the tickets. Literally. I think we found out and it was like five, you got five days to get your shit together. You're mm-hmm. in or out, basically. And it was about 45 minutes and you called me and said, I've texted about 35 people. Everyone's in. We've got I people just... flying in from Sydney. I did a Gossip Girl blast to the whole gay community and I was like, FYI, strap in Wednesday, one o'clock. Yeah. Get your Live Nation pre-sale accounts yeah. ready. And it was very like underage clubbing rules. If you don't get in, yeah. no one's coming home with And you. it was every man for themselves. I'm not here. I'm not doing a mass and I can't get everyone's ticket. Mm. So sort yourself out. And so I was like, yep, no worries. I'm on it. On yep. the ball. Then obviously opened up the work iCal. Huge meeting. Yep. In the Prezzo. <laughs> in, the middle, <laughs> in the middle of pre-sale being sent live to yep. the people. So just putting all my trust in you, as I always do, I just said, I'm going to need you to just do this for me today. Had another one to look after, (laughs) another limb. Uh, But no, we were good. We were lucky enough to actually get some tickets. So super exciting. We was duo. We'll see you in November, 2022. And for Um, those who have missed out. Yeah. There's a few people who missed out, which is really sucks, but it was a very stressful experience. Like the page was crashing and like, Mm. I just imagine every gay and their dog was, waiting to get on to getting get a ticket but i you know i guess that's what happens when there hasn't been anything to do yeah it's just something to look forward to at this point isn't it 14 months so i don't care i'll go <laughs> go anywhere at this well, point and that's the thing with the tickets like a lot can happen in 14 months people will be selling those oh that's what sure. i said i was like to the boys who missed out i was like don't stress like you'll get one yeah but just imagine like i it's something i can't even get my head around like we all obviously got standing tickets to jump in the mosh because there's just yeah. gonna be so many of us but like just being in a mosh mm. at a concert, great that it's Dua Lipa all together. And they're saying like, I totally. can't even get my head around it. hundred percent. And do you know, I'm foaming over it. If, <laughs> if we are um, in our wheelchairs by then, we'll have to switch to priority access anyway. And then oh, either way, I'm someone going. can have our tickets. Yeah, exactly. Win-win for everyone. <laughs> so before we kick into the main event and welcome, um, you know, the fans into our bosom, just yeah. quickly wanted to ask you, what was the... The last thing you Googled this week, Dal? My Google. Well, my Google's actually another like little peak oh, in the okay. in the peaks and valleys that we've <laughs> just surprised by that. I know. Usually it's some sort of illness. Bodily function that's not working. <laughs> yeah. No, this week I was actually Googling the new business that I currently have just got a new job that I'll be joining. Oh yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Very Thank happy you. For you. Thought I'd just keep the listeners updated because I know you're all on the journey. So yes, I've secured the next endeavor, which yeah. is super exciting. Um, really, really happy. I'm going back into HR and recruitment. So, mm. you know, aligned with what I've always done really. And you yeah. know, it's a big global organization. So really excited to get back in that saddle. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're all proud of you and we can't wait for Thank you. It was three or four weeks when it all goes tits up again. <laughs> three or four weeks when I'm playing with all your emotions again. <laughs> no, no, this one's for the long haul. So yeah, I, I feel good about it. Yeah, me too. I've said that the last two times, but I do. Well, this one feels different to the last two times. You know, I've gone from like really small startup e-com businesses and so something with a bit of structure. Yeah, I think it's just better going to be way more aligned. To go. Even just the interview process has just felt so good in comparison to anything else I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, you know, there's a obviously coming from a HR background, there's a 
appreciation for that kind of structure and like that care for your people, which I obviously wasn't getting in the last two businesses. So yeah, super excited. Mm. Um, What did you Google? Amanda Lepore age. Um, Please explain. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know who Amanda Lepore is? No. It might be by face. Just show me. She's got a face (laughs) that, that shocks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She kind of looks like Pandora Box, but like with a bit of work. Yeah, a lot of work. And that's like what her brand is. Like she's a plastic doll. Yeah, right. To quote Gaga. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, it's hard to pinpoint down those ages. And mm. um, yeah, I'm not going to reveal it on the show because you shouldn't talk about a woman's age. No. Um, but yeah, it's just a curiosity that I had that needed to, to be fulfilled. And thank God there was a search engine to help me do it. Wow. That's why we're sponsored by Google. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) So let's get into it. You guys did send us through a couple of questions this week and we did already have a couple in the bank from a few weeks ago. So keep them coming. As we know, we obviously love just having a nice array to pick from. So yeah, they, um, you know, we gave everyone a bit of a scolding last time for not quite meeting the brief (laughs) Um, and the brief was met today. so. So good job. Yeah, keep up the good work, chaps. (laughs) Uh, First one that is obviously kind of coming off the back of the week that was and very relevant. Mm. Where were you, Mitchell, when the Melbourne earthquake happened? I was um, at work from home on a conference call with the owner of the agency that I work at. Mm -hmm. And we're just chatting away about some brief I was writing or whatever. And my um, housemate, Ebony... To p- flipped on the kettle just <laughs> just in the middle of the meeting, and then my boss is like, "Is it an earthquake? <laughs> what the fuck's going on?" And I was like, "Oh no no don't worry it's just Deb she's just turned the kettle on <laughs> she's just shook the whole house." <laughs> yeah. I thought he was just referring to some background it's noise. An old kettle, <laughs> and then me just in the middle of saying the kettle's on, just the whole ground starts shaking. Um, and then he <laughs> he just started shouting out to his wife <laughs> and children and just left. Just see you later. Straight under the desk. Yeah, exactly. In the door frame. What a, like, interesting day that was. Like, what the fuck? It's weird how, like, much it shook me. Mm, Literally. I I wasn't... (laughs) Hello. (laughs) It wasn't like I was having an anxiety attack or anything. Mm. But I think the excitement of the event... Knowing that that could happen in in Melbourne, I didn't think that it actually could. Yeah. Mm. This is not San Andreas. No. (laughs) Um, We don't live on a fault. Correct. So, anyway... I thought it was just because we released such a great episode last week with Aaron that the whole world was just shook. It was just howls of laughter. We've just shaking Melbourne. Rocked the nation. <laughs> the episode heard from Horsham to, <laughs> to Adelaide. It was pretty funny. Poor Aaron. He messaged me after and was like, great, I've just been overshadowed by an earthquake. <laughs> I was like, yep. You know, yeah, it's all about timing in this business, isn't yeah. it? Where were um, you when it happened? Well, I was actually in the city in like a high rise building mm. and we were, I was in like an office and we were just like, all of a sudden the whole room was just like, and I think because you're up high, I don't know if you feel it more or whatever, but we definitely felt it. And it's actually quite sad, but the first thing I thought of was Twin Towers, bomb. And that's, like, that's like, it. yeah, and that's like not a funny thing, but it's scary that the that's, context of our reality yeah. right now is that it goes to some kind of terrorist thing when you're in a built up area. Well, because I was like, I didn't think that we could really get earthquakes in Melbourne. Yeah. And 
all of, so that was the first thing that my brain went to and I was mm. like great well that's the end of me then yeah. it's like either that or an angry protest is just yeah throwing a bomb at the window downstairs with and, a flare or something yeah fuck so it was actually quite scary and then yeah with the whole building got evacuated and yeah and then it was just kind of like okay and you couldn't use the lifts or anything like that and when he, it was funny like it happened everyone just was kind of like looked around like oh did you feel that yeah yeah oh bugs whatever you're doing and then all of a sudden it was like no, evacuate. It's quite serious. Yeah. If this evacuate building wait immediately. Yeah, if this building goes down, we're quite in trouble. We're quite high up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly right. And you just don't know how these things were built, do you? No, not I've at all. seen the certificates. <laughs> nope. Um, so moving on to a lighter note now. Yeah. Someone's just asked us, which I think is nice to just move, sit back from the situation and take stock. What is um something positive that you've taken from the most recent lockdown? Hmm, what a great question. I think obviously it, for me, it's kind of like been my own, like this is on a personal level, my own level of resilience. Like obviously with everything that happened with my job and like, you know, how everything was going in the last, you know, two, three weeks ago, just kind of being able to just get on with it mm. and kind of like switching into that fight or flight mode, which was just like, what's the outcome? What do you need? What, what are you going to do? Like, you know, very much adapt or die. Um, as I love to say, but yeah, it's just kind of like, and now I'm looking back having, you know, just secured a great new job in like, you know, it's one of those things that's like by kind of adapting and showing that resilience, it's kind of put me on this now brand new journey and path, which I'm so excited about, like live in Port Melbourne, brand new, big corporate job. Um, you know, like I'm excited for what's ahead. So I don't big know. The corner lo- office, the yeah. whole works. She's, she's on the rise. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The lockdown for me is kind of, I know that lockdowns sometimes come with a lot of hard times for people but mm. i think this one in particular kind of feels like a nice reset for me so mm. yeah i know that i don't know if that's really answered the question but that's kind no, of i think that's yeah you've nailed the brief actually thank you what about you i think um mine would be something that you'll probably really be proud of me about but yes. um I've never been one to really put any value in my mental health or well-being whatsoever. <laughs> yep. More just like push myself to the limit, always be on to the next thing, get it done, balls in the air, have the best time possible, still succeed at everything else. Yeah. And I think that like, as we've talked about on previous episodes, the emphasis that everyone is putting on mental health right now, but also just being forced to sometimes be at home and think about those things. Go slower. Yeah, yeah. Take the slow road. Yeah. Stop and smell the roses and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's sort of like I've noticed if I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I had a really bad sleep, I'll do like a 10 minute stretch and like a quick meditation to like set my focus for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Which if... Which is unheard of <laughs> in like, this neck of the woods. Like if I went back to 2019 me and said I was doing that, I'd probably say, shut up, wanker well you just laugh and be like wish i had even the time to think to do that yeah. let alone like it just yeah. was not on your radar i'd scoff at myself yeah um but totally. it does help and it yeah my intentions are set yeah and the days are achieved yeah which is so great it's actually really good and that's kind of been our biggest one of our biggest differences i think in contrast between our two personalities so mm. Um, I might yeah. become the shaman of the two of us. I was going to say, watch the this space. Young grasshopper become the master. <laughs> <Yeah>. Student <laughs> becomes teacher. Okay, moving on to the next question. Mm, hit me. This one is, 
I'm not going to know if it's really positive or negative. It's kind of just really random and strange. But how dark do you leave your bananas before chucking them out? Well, there's two parts to this. (laughs) (laughs) Let's unpack this. Yeah, unpack it. So I tend to play roulette with my bananas. Okay. Because you know about me that I hate waste. You do. Like, I'm allergic to wasted food. Yeah. Um, If there's one, like, taco (laughs) shell that hasn't been eaten, it's going in the fridge. It's now tomorrow's corn chips. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) One man's... Well, yesterday's taco shell is tomorrow's corn chips. Yeah. Um, So, the thought of throwing out fresh produce, even if it's, like, grown a fur, Mm -hmm. hurts me. Yeah. Okay. So, I would usually eat a fairly brown banana and then... Just probably leave it for a bit longer and turn it into some kind of cake or bread. Yeah, I was going to say, bake it up, COVID mm. styles. Mm. Yeah, I... Cake aside, though, like, how long would you... Well, would I'm you quite... To... The idea of things starting to go, when they start to get a bit spotty, it freaks me out. Oh, I'm not really? going to lie. See, I like the banana. Not green, obviously, and not, not with the green tips. Maybe just that one stage past the green tip, but it maybe could even be a little bit too firm. Yeah, okay. So as we start to get into mild ripeness and brownness, it's a no from me. Interesting. Mm. Cool. So I don't like soft fruit. No, me either. But a banana is the exception to that. Yeah, I guess it's allowed to be soft. Fun fact about me, though, is I hate artificial banana. So like never catch me ordering a banana ice cream, banana milkshake, anything with an artificial banana flavor. It's a no from me. You're you're a real boy. I'm real or nothing. (laughs) There we go. Here's one for you. Yes. What's the sexiest and least sexy name you can think of? Ooh. I mean, for the gals, there's like a couple that pop up like the Helgas. And we're going to, I'm just going to preface. I really hope I don't offend anyone during this process. (laughs) But you, yeah. (laughs) True, we probably... Probably backed ourselves into a corner here, haven't we? I'm just going to do my little asterisk disclaimer now. Um... I'm going to go with like the Beatrices and the, even the Gladys, poor thing. Gladys, the Beatrice, the Helga. I don't Mm. really picture that being sexy. They could be like a sexy Helga. Do you reckon? Like a really young, like sort of Swedish girl who's just been given a rough trot. Could be a Helga. Yeah. I just picture a lot of red hair with that name. Anyway. (laughs) And sexiest. Oh, Mitch. <laughs> I really love the name Nate for a yeah. boy, not Nathan or Nathaniel, like just Nate as is. I always have found that name really hot. Don't know if it stems from like a Gossip Girl mm. situation. And I think I, for a girl, I really like Eve. They would probably be like... That's what you're naming your children? I'd probably name my kids something close to that. Mm. Nate, definitely, if I had a boy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I want my children to be sexy, but... <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, you're circling a dangerous bulb. I was going to say, yeah. I'm just kind of crossing some wires at the moment. <laughs> what would yours be? Um, mine would be similar, I think, for a boy's, like, that kind of American, like, vibe, like the Nates or, yeah. you know... Um, a strong name. Yeah, something like that, I think. And then for the least sexy, you're probably... Karen or Judy or something because I don't want to sleep with a woman who's middle-aged. <laughs> Any female name. Yeah. All right, so next cab in the rank. Lucky yep. last mm. for this week. Movies from your childhood that have scarred you. 
Can I ask you, I'll, I'm happy to go first, but is there one that comes immediately to mind for you or did you have to think about this? I did have to think about it for a second, but one that comes to mind, it's a bit of a weird one though, because it comes to mind, but I don't really remember the movie, but I, I've been told by like my mum that it was like something I was really scared of. Mm-hmm. Gremlins. Okay. You know how, like, the mm. little Furbies turn into the Grems? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, they used to apparently scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Has it scarred me, though, as an adult? Mm, not really sure. Yep. Um, actually, I think, like, there's that movie. Um, I don't know if anyone knows. Probably beyond your time. Maybe. Michelle Pfeiffer, Harrison Ford, What Lies Beneath. It's like a th- mm. thriller. Okay. She basically, like, there's, like, a scene where, like, she looks in the mirror and sees, like, a face. Or, like, there's a face in, like, the bath. Oh, yeah. It was, like, one of those psychological... And I remember like watching it with my parents when I was quite young and mm-hmm. just being, see you later, so scared, wanted to, yeah, like, salada, ran to my bed afterwards, yeah, like, right. say goodnight to mum and dad and then bolt in the dark down the corridor to my bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. I, um, I quite like a scary movie and like, I don't think like the fear factor has ever really scarred me that much. It was more of like dealing with a theme. Okay. Um, and two come to mind. The first one is Alice in Wonderland. Oh, really? Something about it just all not quite being real and not being something that you can like explain and wrap into a neat bow. Like okay. as a five year old, that <laughs> yeah. really fucked with me. We're talking like the OG cartoon Disney. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that I was. Didn't, that I didn't was... really love that when I was a kid. No, it scared the shit out of me. And when that, <laughs> when Queen of Hearts is like chasing her back to reality at the end of the movie, and then it was all a dream, I was just like, nah, yeah, I'm not right. interested in that. Yeah, I want a real plot. <laughs> I want there to be consequences for actions made. <laughs> so that was one. Yeah. Can I just say how annoying was it when do you? Did, I don't know if your teachers ever said this to you. It just reminded me about when you're a kid and you're in school and you had to like do story writing, and then at the, your teacher was like, and it can't be a dream at the end. <laughs> Fair enough, but for some reason Walt Disney gets away with it and it turns into a blockbuster. No, I call bullshit, Walt. (laughs) What was the other one? The other one was Meet the Robinsons. Robots comes to mind. Is that future travel yeah. to the future? Um, meet your future family. Blah blah blah. Um, oh yeah, vaguely remember. Yep. Anyway, those who know it will. Those who don't, jog on. Yeah, or watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actionable steps here. But um, I as a child was really afraid of like the passage of time. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> Peter Pan syndrome. Like yeah, I very much was like terrified to grow up. Okay. And I don't know, that's probably something for my therapist. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, we can talk about that. If yeah, you like. <laughs> I might as be coached through that one. But the whole concept of like, there's a lot of, you know, you get to an age and realize you've wasted your life and like quite heavy sort of themes for a G-rated Disney movie. Yeah. And I remember not being able to sleep, lying awake, being like, I should be doing more right now to secure my future when I was probably like 11. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> and like, I would go up to mum and dad and it seemed so ridiculous to me that I was like pretty much having nightmares about this G-rated movie. Oh my God. So I couldn't even explain to them why <laughs> I was like having this identity crisis at 11, <laughs> being like, I've wasted my life. Oh my God. I, we, I would love to take this offline and go deeper. God, Dal. So interesting. I've given it many hours of thought. <laughs> but yeah, when I saw that question, that is immediately what came to my mind. So it's obviously still in there. Something about time, future, getting yeah. old. 
Wasting. Wasting. It's, it's not so much getting older. I think it's getting older and having not realised your potential mm. or wasted your opportunities or something along those lines. Which is not a bad thing. No. And it's the reason I say yes to absolutely everything at yeah. all times and I never sleep. Perfect. <laughs> I'm not going to die saying, oh. That's the reason why you're always the last one at the party. <laughs> There's more gonna... here. <laughs> we can have more fun. It's like, it's 6am, Mitch, go to bed, please. <laughs> I'll just find some uh, some early rises. We'll do brunch. <laughs> All right, so we're going straight into the game show round. Yep. A new game today. A new game. That's right. It's a... I don't even know what it's really called. Do you? No, it's something that I popped into my head because I saw a TikTok of it, people playing it at a wedding with their shoes off. Yes, yes. And it is like a common... Like that filter where it's like, who does what? And then people tilt their head. So basically, we're going to ask a question. Mm. And at the same time, Mitch and I are going to answer. And it's going to be who is something, something between the two of us, really. Could be quite telling. Yeah, I'm actually a bit nervous. Are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. First one I'm going to hit you with. Sure. Who is most likely to commit a murder and get away with it? Three, two, one, Mitch. Adrian. <laughs> oh, please. No way. I, I look innocent. I could talk my way out of any. I think you would be a little bit too panicked. Nah. And I think, I don't know if you're calculated enough to think a few steps ahead. And you think that you are? Way, way more than you. You okay. actually, you'll be dead by the end of this episode. You don't even know it yet. See, I think that you're highly strung and emotional and that would give you up. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> Hard to argue. Can't argue with you on that one. <laughs> anyway. Next one. Cool. Um, who is funnier? Oh, Three, two, one, Adrian. Age. Oh, that's nice. I thought you were going to say me and that would be a nice moment. For I thought else. you were going to say you and that's why I was like, I'm going to contest that with my own. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've been listening back to some episodes recently and um, your parts are what makes me laugh. I was going to say, but I find you funny. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this with you. So, yeah. Thanks for that. Now, I it's a bit late, isn't it? <laughs> still take the points though for myself. <laughs> cool. Is there anything we you should ask the, vote for yourself we, on? or <laughs> We should actually get the listeners to answer. Put these questions on the story and yeah, do the poll. Yeah. Let's that do that. Be, that could ruin us. Watch this space, guys. Yeah. All right. Next one. Lucky last for this mm. week. Hit me. Who is more likely to get into a physical fight? Three, two, one. Mitch. Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I have been known to get into a small... I'm definitely tussle. Yeah, not one to not voice my opinion. No, but I've seen you when you get mad, and mm. you're not afraid to just get get in there and get dirty. And do you know the thing is though that I never would fight to defend myself. It's always someone someone else, else yeah. that needs defending in that moment, and I'm happy to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen that. And if it comes to me throwing some hands, <laughs> so part of the course. Fisty cuffs. <laughs> I've never like smacked someone, but no, bit of jostle, gotta protect your yeah. protect your young, bit of the don't argue, <laughs> all that. Well, that was fun. I feel like you know it was a quick round because this episode's we're trying to keep it short and sweet because we've got things to do. But we might come back to this game. I think every week we say we're just gonna do a nice thirty minute ep, but <laughs> lucky you guys get forty five. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah, what I think love. we revisit this game though in future. I think there's some great truths coming out. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. It's a nice way for me to try and compliment you and receive nothing back as well. (laughs) 
So we've reached that part of the show where um, these poor unfortunate souls who listen think it might be a good idea to ask us some advice on things. Advice is back. I think the last time we did this, you guys got brothel reviews instead, yeah. <laughs> but we'll bring those back. That's but- the joy of this show is that you never quite can pin us down. We're, we're always mobile. No. Well, we looked at the advice list and that we had come through and we're like, God, they need yeah. our help. Yeah. Well, Get, can't take a week off. They need our help. <laughs> the brothels can wait. <laughs> so this week we have a short and sharp one to kick off. Mm. Which is quite funny, but I think it's also a little bit concerning. Um, <laughs> so I'm throwing it over. Here it is. I have a bad habit. When a guy ghosts me, I find out who his ex is and I start pursuing them instead. Toxic or fine? That's <laughs> what they've written. I think it's totally fine. I'm going to go with toxic. <laughs> it's only a small pool, you know, darling. It's got to wait somewhere. Well, my question is... What is it about the rejection that makes you sort of need that validation, that revenge back? As they say, Dal, um, a wounded animal is the most dangerous. So, <laughs> like, and then that's when you're going to lash out, isn't it? I wonder, like, has this person done this and then fucked their ex and been like fucking them, being like, yeah, and fuck you to the other, like. I think the intention here, trying to you know get into the mindset of this person, this character, this character, is. I hope that the person I was seeing finds out about this and feels terrible about it. I don't think it's so much like the act of doing it as, you know, the... I'd love to know more. This person sent this in quite short and punchy. I would have loved some, like, details. Like, did this actually... Have you actually done this? Was was it successful? Did the person find out? What did they say? Did you just, like, send a weird DM from an anonymous account being like, I just fucked your ex? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, that's kind of what I'm picturing is potentially happened. Yeah, right. I think we can agree, jokes aside, don't do this. <laughs> so fine on toxic. <laughs> We're going back to toxic, I think. Yeah. Just maybe not get, get better intentions, you know? Mm. Anyway, no judgment on the advice segment, though. No, absolutely. Just some strong, strongly <laughs> positioned advice. <laughs> strong opinions. Yeah. Do you want me to read out the next one? Because it's a bit of... um. Bit of one, I guess, more that will benefit from your opinion. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. So they've started Anonymous, please. Sure. As, you know, any listener of the show should know, no one's name is ever used. No, no. Um, so in the spirit of that, what should we call this person? Um, I will say female. Giselle. <laughs> Giselle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so Giselle writes. A name not on the sexy or unsexy list just a neutral name i think I believe. giselle's hot uh, do you reckon so she's sexy giselle is um the girl from enchanted giselle it sounds like gazelle doesn't it yeah just yeah. bounding through the savannah so she's hot all right she's hot. hot giselle yeah hot giselle she says hey so a work question oh yep i just thank god it's not some relationship advice for <laughs> once because i'm sick of not knowing how to answer some weird sex question <laughs> So I had sex with my boss. I'm joking. (laughs) So she says, I want to change careers and have no idea where to begin. Ooh. I know H has had a bit of a crazy ride, understatement, with jobs (laughs) recently. So I thought you guys might be able to help. Shout out. Cheers, Giselle, for being on the journey. (laughs) Yeah, you've been through the ringer with us all. (laughs) She continues, 
I finished my law degree in 2019 and I've been working in a great law firm for almost a year. Yep. Snaps for you. Good job getting a job. It's really hard in this market. Proud of you, Giselle. Yeah. Totes. Especially in law. Yep. Tough industry. Totally. I was never really sure if I wanted to be a lawyer, but I had the marks to get in, so it sort of just happened. Okay, so she's smart. Can I say also my experience with a few of my friends who have done law seem to just fall into that degree because they know I'm writing inclined and I'm (laughs) clever, so I'll go study law. Yeah. So I understand this. Yeah, totally. And I think it's too, it's a thing when you're young and like at 18, that point usually where you're picking what course you're going to do it's kind of like especially if you did legal studies at school and you did really well it's like oh maybe i should pursue this yeah Mm. yeah exactly and it's also a flex yeah like at my uni the lawyers had their own library yeah they're hot yeah and she's obviously (laughs) yeah they're hot yeah i've seen suits (laughs) hello (laughs) bit of harvey specter i've seen the good wife so far i've been telling giselle to get back in there (laughs) don't leave go and fuck harvey before you clock up (laughs) She says, though, then, I have, though, always loved events and think that's where I'd really like to end up. Uh-huh. It's scary to think that I'd be throwing away all those years of study, but I really feel like this might be the right move for me. Yep. Where should I even start? And what do you guys think? Mm. I mean, look, I think it's very clear where I'm going to go with it. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that there's something there that's kind of niggling at you and like, you know, making you feel like you might want to go somewhere else like there's a reason why you feel like that there's Mm -hmm. a reason why you feel like that and you're right like yes it might feel like you know throwing that kind of existing time and education down the drain but it's not a waste like I'm sure in that time you would have learned so much and like you know that piece of paper will always be with you forever and having that law degree behind you will help you in every other job you ever get I think though you kind of, and for me, one of the biggest things was life's too short to be doing something you don't like, you know? And just like, you go there every day, like you want to walk into work and feel like you're happy. And if you don't listen to that feeling now, it's probably not going to go away. Yeah. And then the more time that you spend in that industry or in that career that you're maybe not feeling fully fulfilled in, mm-hmm. you're just going to end up feeling more and more in that same way mm-hmm. kind of thing. So you're kind of feeding the the exact feeling that you don't want to feel You'd rather, for me personally, you'd rather just throw in that towel, go and give events maybe a go. And then maybe even if you've worked out you don't like it, then at least you know. And that's the thing. Like, first of all, I would say, um, Giselle, prepare for a pay cut. Yes. You're going to have to understand that that's coming your way yeah. in the near future. But as you said, you always have that piece of paper. And I think that people think often as... Um, a career change like this, it's so final and that's the end of that whole chapter that can never be returned to. But yeah. maybe you go start up a, f- a festival that ends up like fire festival and thank God you're a lawyer because you're going to need one. <laughs> but then decide, do you know what? I actually did quite like law and yeah, just go back. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, it's never too late to start. So don't think of like, oh, I've come this far now, I have to keep going. Mm. Like You can do whatever you want to do. And mm. by changing up your kind of experience and all that, you're going to open up so many more doors and go on a new self-discovery journey and learn so much more about yourself as an individual and what you really want. I think that, yes, a career change like that does come with a lot of maybe lifestyle changes as well, like you said, like... For sure, you'll be having way more fun at work. Well, yes, but you maybe don't have... Your hours will be different. So, like, you know, you'll be working, like, 
late nights and weekends or like, you know, because you're working in events, but you also be paid a different salary. But if you're getting your fulfillment from everything else that you're getting, or sorry, that you're doing mm. from that role or that job or career, then I think, you know, you've got to really ask yourself what's important for you. Um, and I think it's also about too, like if you are worried about time and you're conscious of like, you know, you don't want to be wasting time, get in there now and start doing the new thing now because you're probably not going to get into a position where you're actually working somewhere great in a, something like events. Totally. Straight off the bat. So no. you're going to need to go and do some hard yards to really realign with this new career path. You're getting the coffees and glooming shit onto the yeah. invitations. And and you know what? Maybe it could be something and like consider all options here. So like if that's something that's niggling at you, what is it about that? Is it the industry? Is it the chance to be more creative or like maybe do a little bit of self-discovery first to work out what that is because is it something that maybe like do you do law part-time and then you maybe you do some event work casually or something to see if it is really is the right thing that you want to pursue and if you're really enjoying it then you you go full hog or like do you want to study events while you're still working as a lawyer to maybe learn more and then you know like there's a few different things you could do sure to maybe just explore the opportunity opportunity or like the idea of something before you just do make a decision i feel like not knowing much about the law industry or profession part-time could be difficult yeah and that's the thing i don't know enough about it to make those (laughs) i'm like official this is a nice idea adrian but but you know i think the point i'm making is think outside the box a little bit to explore that stuff before you know you just go like okay i'm just gonna leave my one hundred twenty thousand dollars salary behind to go and earn 30k a year and potentially Mm. hate it because Mm. i think a change like that too like yes okay you've made that leap of faith to realign with your true passion and i will always commend that but you also want to make sure that you're doing it in a way that still makes it an enjoyable experience for you because you probably would hate that change Mm. and what it meant for your lifestyle regardless Mm. of whether the job was the most passionate thing you've ever done sure so i think get some more information before you make a decision. Great. I think do it. I can't wait to go to our first event. Yeah. Hit us up, Jesse. Oh. <laughs> I want lanyards and wristbands. I'm not paying for a cent. VIP treatment. Anything. I want the message on the machine package. Yeah. We got you here. I want my own booth. Don't forget who made you. Uh, well, on that note, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Yeah. Well, yep. I agree. Love to hear from you all. Thanks again. Mm. Please keep sending us through some questions, advice, whatever it may be. Don't be shy. We love it. We love seeing all the messages and stuff we get through coming and saying that, you know, especially at the moment with lockdown, that everyone's really enjoying the show. So thank you so much to all of you who do listen to us every single week and who are telling all your friends and, you know, helping us grow because we really appreciate it. Totally. Obviously, head to at message on the machine on Instagram to check out what we're doing in between our episodes each week. And of course, whatever platform you're on, be that Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and others, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you follow, subscribe, or whatever it says so that you are the first to hear when we release our new episode next Wednesday morning. That's exactly right. What he said. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Thanks for the backup. And on that note, good luck out there, guys. Yeah, we'll see you at the next one. 